Welcome to the Two Fab Femmes Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Hill and Gina Cafaso. Conversations on every topic for women to survive in this great big world. Welcome back. This is Maggie. And this is Gina. We had a great week. We can't wait to share it with you. Uh, but first of all, two Fab Femmes walked into a bar. Gina, talk to me, girl. How was your week in general? I don't know if there is a drink that has this name, but if it if there isn't, I think there should be. Oh, no. Truth Serum. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was drinking. Woo, well, I got a that look. just moonshine? Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Actually, that works. That works. Oh, yeah. It was just like a, a lot of truth. Maybe some truth I didn't want to know kind of came out, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's you know, one of those weeks where it was just, okay, is anything going to go good kind of thing. But, you know, we did have a great experience at the march, so that was, you know, that was a highlight for me. The rest of it, that's all I'm going to say. How about yeah, you? That's, that's an official uh, <laughs> statement there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the, speaking of the march, you know, we headed down in a trolley, and I'm calling mine a trolley car. I don't care. It's, it's got booze in it. That's all I need to know. But it was a great week for me. I uh, did a lot of new stuff, so that was great, and uh, again, really excited about uh, our experience. What America looks like! This is what America looks like! Show me what community looks like! This is what community looks like! Um, my name's Megan, I go to Chaparral High School in Temecula. My name's Brianna, and I go to the same school. <laughs> what brings you girls out here? Honestly, I think that we just really need some new gun regulations because the ones we have in place obviously aren't being effective. I think we just need to change what's happening too much and it's not good. So with that answer in mind, do you guys really think that it's going to take the youths, like the high school students and you guys to really make that change? I think it is um, people, I don't know, I think people are starting to listen. I know um, a bill was changed in Florida. And, like, that was from the high school kids that there. And I th- just think that we're the future. Like, everyone's going to grow, and we're all, they're all going to leave, and we're the upcoming generations, and we're going to get what we fight for. What do we want? Gun control! When do we want it? Now! I have three kids. Um, none of them are in high school, but um, I'm just so angry and sad for all the violence, and I want to take action. I don't want to just sit at home on the couch. And I feel like we've been reignited to advocate for our friends and our family and our kids, and that's what I'm doing. My name is Amora. I go to Monta Vista High School. I am 16 years old, and I am here because I feel as if I should not be afraid to go to school. I feel as if I should not have to kiss my parents goodbye every single morning when I go to school and, and fear that I'm never coming back. I should never have to sit in a classroom and think and try and wait and listen for those gunshots when I should really be focusing on what matters and that is my future. My name is Tariana and I am go to Monta Vista and I'm 17 years old. I'm here because we just need to stop all the violence, it's not okay. We're Most of the people that go to school are in fear that they're never going to go home to their parents and their parents are scared to send them off to school and it's just not right. All the interviews we've gotten today, I, I literally chill. have chill. chilled. I'm here to start a chain reaction. Chain yeah, reaction. Chain reaction. Chain reaction right. for Rachel's Our, challenge. Oh, that's fantastic. Rachel Maddow? Yeah. Yes. Nice. <laughs> My hero. Started My hero. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> 
How has it changed for you going to school after, you know, like people are now more, people are standing up, more kids are actually speaking out. How does, I mean, has it changed among your friends, among your peers? It has, it's it's definitely brought a lot of confidence to us students. Um, It shows us that we do have a voice in this nation. We are not being shut down and we will not be shut down. Um, it, It teaches us to fight, to fight harder, to fight stronger, to fight together as a nation. And it is bringing us together and it is making us realize that under one roof, we are all equal and we are not different. I think it's changed and opened everybody's eye to see that our lives really do matter. Not just black lives matter, not just this matters, like everybody's lives matter. We are so proud that we participated in the San Diego March. And the march was relevant nationwide and even globally. Uh, The biggest march, of course, being in Washington, D.C., 800,000 strong. Here are a couple of our favorite clips. Six minutes and about 20 seconds. In a little over six minutes, 17 of our friends were taken from us, 15 were injured, and everyone, absolutely everyone, in the Douglas community was forever altered. (laughs) My name is Naomi, and I'm 11 years old. (laughs) Me and my friend Carter led a walkout at our elementary school on the 14th. We walked out for 18 minutes, adding a minute to honor Cortland Arrington, an African-American girl who was the victim of gun violence in her school in Alabama after the Parkland shooting. I am here today to represent Cortland Arrington. I am here today to represent Hadia Pendleton. I, I am here today to represent Tiana Thompson, who at just 16 was shot dead in her home here in Washington, D.C. I am here today to acknowledge and represent the African-American girls whose stories don't make the front page of every national newspaper. And a big shout out to everyone who participated in A March for Our Lives. Thank you. Everybody, everybody wants to love. Everybody, everybody wants to be loved. We are so excited to introduce the founder and CEO of Love by Design, a concierge-style personalized matchmaking and relationship coaching service. She's also the creator of the online course Love Shifting. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology and over 20 years of experience as a corporate recruiter and coach. She served as a vice president for acclaimed personal development author, speaker, and success guru, Tony Robbins. And she is currently a consultant and senior leadership team member for Deepak Chopra. She has been in the business of matchmaking for over 10 years now. By pairing her business and people skills experience as a recruiter with her motivational and spiritual knowledge and personal development, she's helped countless singles find love. She has helped hundreds embrace their dating journey, gain empowerment in the process, and raise their dating IQ. And let me tell you, we cannot wait to hear what she has to say. Welcome, Tracy Porterfield. Why, thank you, ladies. Woo, we're so excited. Uh, we're so excited you're here. Oh my gosh, you have no idea how excited I am, for sure. Yeah, I'm mostly <laughs> excited for Gina today. <laughs> we are happy to talk about that. Yay. We'll, we'll talk about your love life. Okay, good. Uh-oh. Maybe not. <laughs> good, bad, I don't know yet. It could be fun. I know, it could be fun. So, okay, Tracy, let's get started. So, tell us about yourself and how you got started in this business. So, my uh, degree is in psychology, as you mentioned, and my fascination has always been with people and what makes them take and why they do what they do. And my first position out of college was as a recruiter. So I started matching people, trying to understand them and what their skill set was in the right positions for them. And I climbed the corporate ladder up to most recently prior to my starting my business 
was, uh, I was a vice president with Tony Robbins, as you mentioned. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Tony Robbins. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome. So it's a really, I mean, it's an empowering place. It's about, it's about taking charge of your life and understanding who you are and what you want to do with your life. What are you passionate about? And you go out and you make that happen. And so as I was there helping him hire people as well, I also went through a divorce because you're constantly looking at your life and do you, are you leading the kind of life that you want to lead? And I went through a divorce when I was there and then I went back out in the dating world. Well, back out in the dating world after you've been married. I don't know if you guys have been like that. It's, a, oh, it's I'm just in the dating world, period. <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. So it's different, right? I mean, you're, you're back out in the dating world and you don't necessarily know what you're doing. And I was in that space. And what I was doing was I was going on dates. And if the person wasn't a right match for me, my recruiter brain would be like, who can I introduce this person to? Because they're really great. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I started doing that. And I started having successes. And I was having people that actually got engaged. And I was like, oh, okay, this is something. It's the same. And so I, as a, an, a massive extrovert, which I was, and after my divorce, and I just thought I was going to go out there and, and get a boyfriend, and I started to realize that was not happening. <laughs> and I am one of those kind of people that will do anything. Like, I'll try, oh, that didn't work. I'll try something else. That didn't work. I'll try something else. I did every online dating site there was. No, I didn't like that one. Let me do something else. I didn't like that. I would tell everybody that I knew I was single, do you want my Match.com profile? Here, send it out. I was not shy. And I still wasn't finding what I wanted. So I went to um, an agency, a matchmaking agency, a dating service. And as I went to there, they, they would say, it's, it's thousands of dollars. And I would leave, though, and go, oh, I could do it better than that. But I did have one hardcore sale sales pitch that I was a sucker that day and said, okay, I'll do it. And I was kind of in the space of like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? I lose thousands of dollars. What's the best that can happen? I can meet the love of my life. Okay, well, I'm willing to take that risk. It was terrible. And I think like, like they really gave no attention to their people. It was pushing. It was just numbers. It was not, there was no interaction. And for me, that's very purposeful. Like I got to see what was out there. And so I created my business because I created what I wanted to have myself. I wanted something that they knew me and that they cared about me and that they they paid attention to who I was and, and what I wanted. So my background of recruiting with my experiences in the dating world plus my successes in making the matches, they all kind of came together. Awesome. To to help people find love, and it's a lot more fun to help people find love than a job. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I gotta say, I'm a little confused. Huh? I have you looked at Tracy? Yeah, she's gorgeous. This this is absolutely stunning. Gorgeous girl. I don't stunning. get it. I don't get it. Well, yeah. you know what? I think what it was, she said, yeah, there was nobody good enough for me. And there quite frankly, go. I absolutely respect that because a lot of I women do. I didn't say that. Oh. oh. I didn't say there's nobody good <laughs> enough like, for oh. me. <laughs> you hadn't met anybody that was... I hadn't met anybody. It's just like you have to know what's a match for you, with. right? You have to know what's a match for you. And there's so many pieces that have to go into it, right? Yeah. Um, you have to have your core values match. You have to have the chemistry. You have to... There's yeah. like, oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it's a, like, oh, it really yeah. is a numbers game, and you have to learn to be a smart dater because if you just go date after date after date, which a lot of people do, 
you burn yourself out and you get a little jaded. So I don't know if you guys have found that. There's a whole other story about that. (laughs) But you have to really be selective and be really clear on what works for you, what kind of person works for you, what kind of life you want to have with that person. And, And I'm a single mom, and I have a busy career, and so I'm not looking for just somebody in my life it really has to be somebody that's right for my life and Absolutely. me and I and I know what I bring to the table and I know my shortcomings too quite honestly so it's it's an interesting journey mm-hmm. and it really so much comes in your mindset you know it's you can so win or lose so it true. with your mindset yeah so true well <laughs> I think you are on a great path with the career that you've chosen to do so that's exciting to have her here Absolutely. Um, oh, Gina, I love you. Because <laughs> you, you two are so fabulous, and I just, I just Aww. get so. I paid her confused. to say that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'll pay for dinner later. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tracy, let me ask you. I know that you know when we have you here, and and we're a show for women. Automatically, the thought is, oh, so her clientele are primarily women. They must be. Do you have male clientele, and what is what is the percentage? Uh, I do. I do. Actually, there's three pieces of my business. There's a coaching piece, an online dating piece, and, uh, and a soulmate search. The soulmate search is where they're clients, and they hire me and my team to help them find the love of their life. And primarily, that is those clients are men. What I've found over the years is women also, obviously are looking for love and they can be in the driver's seat. The clients are the ones that invest in the service for me to help them. It's free to be in the candidate database. So all the women, I tell them, like, you should be in there. There's not a reason to not be in there. And even just going through the process of filling out the questionnaire, you're starting to put it in your mind. Like, what are you looking for? What do you have to offer? And that starts the process of what you're you're thinking about, that you're then putting it out there to the universe. And if you're not clear and people go out into the dating world, they find they look for chemistry. And that is not sustainable. You need it. But it's not primarily what needs to be your driver. And a lot of people, when they're not clear, go with what sticks mm. in chemistry. So I do have women, um, a lot of women in, in the candidate database. And I also do workshops for women. And I have a, a workshop for women, Raise Your Dating IQ. I've done an uh, nice. online course uh, called Love Shifting. It really, to me, is about the mindset again and that you make small shifts to move forward. You need the momentum and you need to realize what you're doing wrong or what you can do better and what you are looking for so you can step into that space with confidence. And when you don't know what you're doing or you're confused or you're nervous or you're scared, your results are not going to be as positive. So it's a journey. It's a really, really a journey. And so when I say I want to help people embrace the dating journey, I do. Like, I want them to feel like this is a a new space, whether they've never been married before or they they have been married and now they're in a new space. You get to look at this as a, a journey of getting more clear and making better decisions and finding the right person. And that piece is really, really important. So I want to help educate. So that's why I feel like really strongly about the Raise Your Dating IQ because it's about how smart you are. 
Nice. Mm, that's great. Be a smart that's great. And how do you, speaking on that, how do you define success then? Well, for me, um, and my business-wise, I think that, of course, I have marriages and babies and all of that. And that's always fun. When I went to my first client's wedding and, and he said, I owe this all to you. And he oh. gave me a hug. Like, that piece really touches me. That's real good stuff. Yeah, that's great. It is. And more so, though, I think what really drives me is when I see people make a change and make better decisions and step into their own power and own it. And then show up differently and look your best self and feel your best self. And I see a lot of people when I get calls a lot of times for initial um, just getting to know them, a lot of people will be in tears in the first couple of minutes. And they're, they're, if they're to the point that they're calling me and they don't know me, they are in pain. They want different results. And a lot of times you don't know what that path should be. And you're pro- you should probably take a look at your circle because if you're hanging around with a bunch of people that say dating sucks or how are you possibly single or all those disempowering statements, you're not going to win that way either. So that piece is really important. So I define success is when you see people make a shift, a mind shift, they step in. I don't care if I introduce them to them or not. That's great if I do. Mm-hmm. But if they go out into the world and date – and have a better sense of themselves and are choosing better people and fall in love and happily ever after, fabulous. Nice. That's great. That's great. That's great. So with the dating apps, and I know we've touched on it a little bit, but dating apps are huge. Everybody I know is are on the dating apps. And I'm, like I say, some mm-hmm. people get it right the first time. Some of us are Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I married three times. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I've never really been on the apps before. I, I don't know what they're about, but I am over the shoulder of my girlfriends. One of them, me. Gina. One of them's me. One of them. <laughs> Gina. But We're going to look at that yeah. after the show. Yeah. In terms of apps versus organically meeting someone. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts there? And does it really happen anymore? I mean, that's really probably the biggest yeah, question. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, that's a really, a really good question. And I am of the mindset that you should explore all, pos- all, all possibilities, all options. The apps are one option. Online dating and the paid sites are another option. Organically is another option. Going to, you know, meetup groups or just doing something different, one of my favorite things for people to do is if you want different results, you have to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're stuck, and a lot of people are, or afraid, you have to push past that fear. And again, who are you surrounding yourself with and what what are they teaching you? The apps, like, I'm a fan. I am a fan. I think that it's just another way to meet people. Tinder, yeah, you know, it gets a bad rap. (laughs) But here's what I'll tell you. My sister got married last year for the first time to a guy she met on Tinder. And I have friends that have gotten married from people they've met on Tinder. There are people out there that truly want relationships. I I would choose a different one personally than Tinder. However, if you're looking for the long term, yeah, yeah, but you know, even but I, you can I, find it. Though. I kind of joke and say, well, if you're on Tinder, it's like 500 people you're gonna have to look at before you find one. But okay, you know, you're only looking for one, and if you have to look at 500, it's really important that you again manage your mindset because if you're looking at each one of those people as the, they come up, and you're saying, 
oh, look at that jerk. Why would he do that? Why would he wear that? Why would he say that? Why that? All you're doing is putting negative energy into this. You're putting it into your body. You're putting it into the world. You're putting it into the universe. And it's. I really try to stress practice non-judgment in that time because if you can open the dating app and say, not for me, not for me, that's all that matters. Like you're on there looking for yourself. You're not on there to judge what the other people put on there. If you go on there to have uh, have a sense of humor about it, which you do need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm aware of that. <laughs> Thank God I do. That's all I got to say. It, it, again, it's such a mindset, but it's it true. is a way that you can meet somebody. You just can't, you have to, to you have to manage your own expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone were to do a dating app, I would definitely tell them, go on Bumble. I think it's way better. I think it's a, a better quality. And you also have to have really good pictures and have a good paragraph, right? And so there are good people on there that are looking. And if you are paying attention to what they are saying, that you have to read between the lines. You have to be a good screener. You have to say, oh, this person has one picture. That's a no. Like Mm -hmm. that should just be like, don't even like consider it. Even if that picture is smoking hot, do not consider that. That is a no. And if all six of those pictures are selfies. This is to the women. If all pictures, six, they have six pictures up and they're all selfies and they're without a shirt and they're laying on a bed and it's in the gym or whatever, that's a no. That's most of the time a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So do not step into that trap, no matter how hot you think they are. That's not what it's about. So they tell you who they are. If it's pictures with them doing activities, if if it's when, with them with, with friends, yes. children, children. children. Yeah. 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 yes, yeah. like it's, it's fishing. I, I see a lot of fishing. Oh God, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's like my pet peeve yeah. in online dating, holding up the dead fish. I don't know why men think that that's attractive. I know. I said, does any woman go? Oh my God, I found a fisherman. That's fantastic. <laughs> and, it's, and half the time it's bloody and it's yeah, dead, ew, and you yeah. killed it. Like, I was like, that's ew, like, not I don't even get that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Men can't. do not do that. I don't do well, that's that. like kind of my next question is like navigating the expectations because a lot of times like if you meet someone you connect with on these apps too and you start chatting and it's really fun and then you meet in person and whatever, you know, you get this impression of them and, you know, like kind of just pacing yourself a little bit because they are on a dating app, you are on a dating app. It's not like, you know, like you have to kind of pace yourself and I think expectations sometimes, like in my case, like I've had these guys that I seem think think they're fantastic and I go on a date with them and have a great time and then it fizzles. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just like kind of navigating that. So it's tough. So what advice would you give to women in terms of that? Like in terms of just kind of pacing yourself or, you yeah, know. Yeah, my, my really strong opinion from that perspective is when you are, make the initial connection with them is to meet sooner versus later. You know, people, if they take too long and they're back and forth and they create this whole people kind of like a relationship in their mind – it is in your mind. And then whatever you've created is not going to measure up to what you're stepping into. You're kind of going into this under false pretenses that you think what, you, what, you, what this relationship is. So meet fast. Meet fast. And don't be like, oh, they have to ask me. It's, it's Tuesday and they have to ask me for three or four days from now to be respectful. Like, that's all nonsense. Just if they say tomorrow, do you want to go get a drink? Yes. I do. Great. Do you want to get coffee tomorrow morning? Yes, I do. 
Because the sooner you can get there and see if there's something in real life, then you can start the next step. Too many people drag it on. So don't put those three-day rule and all that nonsense in there. Like, just meet as soon as possible. And and then I think when you go on the date and you're meeting somebody for the first time, there's a lot of things that go into, number one, confidence with that. It's a lot of what I work with because it can be nerve-wracking. You don't really know who that is. And and if you don't feel like your best self in dating, in and of itself, you're going to meet a complete stranger, right? So it's a little bit – you can just – accept that for what it is. So what is your mindset that you're telling you that you're going into? So many people go in as, is this my future spouse? Is this my future boyfriend? That is the wrong mindset that will not set you up for success. You need to go in and say, just making a new friend. I'm just going to go have fun. I'm going to find something in common with this person. You can learn something new from every single person you meet if you go in with that mindset. You will will learn something new and you're just going to make a new friend and take the pressure off. So That's a great tip. And great probably tip. probably read the room essentially mm-hmm. and is he here for the long night or the long term? I mean yeah. essentially there's a difference there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean let's face it Tinder has that bad rap mm-hmm. or maybe it's not a bad rap. I mean maybe it's a little legit. But uh, I think that's great advice though to just go in just loose and yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're or just not you're, easy. Yeah, yeah. No, not that easy, doesn't sound not, good. No, that doesn't sound <laughs> We're not going to go with that. Not But, you know, like calm, calm. I think is what I'm saying. Yeah. And just being yourself. I, not I like putting the pressure advice. on yourself. That's I a thing. I like it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think a lot of single women, too, especially in my age bracket, you know, that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And I think it's more you doing it to yourself than actually what's actually happening on the date. Yeah. So I, I find that that happens quite and a bit. And there are things that you can do to kind of build your confidence ahead of time to make it easier. And I tell people, have a first date outfit. That you wear every time. Every time. You know you look fantastic in it. And for women especially, especially type A drivers, I tend to see a lot of that. Women are very successful these days. And they go in with their their type A personality. And you need to just stop and shift into, into feminine. And have that outfit that is not your power suit. That is feminine. And you know you look fantastic in it. So when you go in, even if you're completely nervous, and if you are excited, a lot of times you're nervous, right? Because you're finally meeting somebody right, right. that you're, you're excited about. So at least if you know your outfit is awesome, you're stepping into it like, I look good. I look good. My hair looks good like this. This outfit looks good on me. And then you can fake it. You can fake the part of it that like your nerves, right? You're, you can say you're nervous or you can say you're excited. And you're going to, again, whatever label you put on it is how you're going to feel. So <clears throat> if you um, have an outfit that you look, look great in, if, you, if you're lacking confidence, eye contact and smiling, I mean, like, there's so much to making the date easier. So when you go in, if you give someone a hug, like, that's one of the things that I think people have a lot of awkwardness around sometimes. Like, how do you greet this person? Oh, yeah. And because, again, I'm a they're a complete stranger. I always hug. And that's good. <laughs> you know, like, I'm I, a hugger. I think that women set the stage for how the date is going to go. 
And if a woman's going to extend her hand, men aren't going to be as easy. It's, it's not as easy for them to go into the familiar because they can be perceived differently. If the woman goes in warm and goes mm-hmm. for the hug and all of that, you've set the stage. So the women have control from that perspective. And if you smile and if you give a hug and you know that your outfit looks good and you have your shoulders back, even if you're nervous it's still setting the stage for a nice environment. Agreed. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> but so with, with this said and with going on the first date and having those initial talks on the phone and it's all exciting and you're talking for hours, there's always a risk factor. I had a girlfriend who was dating. She she was dating pretty heavily on the sites, and I told you about this one. Oh, yeah. and, and it was so much so, which was fine. Like, do your thing. But I was getting worried for her. I was getting worried for her. And she was just like, I'm out of here. I made her keep a spreadsheet. (laughs) I want the name. I want the phone number. I want his, you know, the name, his call sign. I wanted everything. And she kept it under the mat whenever she'd go on a date. I mean, there is a risk factor because, you know, the couple of the history. I don't want to get deep and, you know, make it a negative. But there's been some bad things that have happened. How do you... And, and what do you suggest in dating safely and knowing the right. difference? I think that is a really, really good point. I'm so happy you asked that because you do go into it somewhat thinking you know someone if you've seen their pictures and even if you've talked to them on the phone. I do tell people, talk on the phone at least one time before you go. You can tell a lot from someone's voice and the, the questions that they ask you. And I, I think if you've got any kind of red flags that way, that you should pay attention to that. I'm a big fan of trusting your intuition. And exactly what you just said for your girlfriend is what I advise everybody to do before you go on a date. Make sure that somebody knows that guy's name and phone number and where you're going. It just needs to be like the buddy system. And I I also would prefer that they have one check-in during the night, right? Somebody's going to get up and go to the bathroom at some point. So you just check in. It's going well. He's great. Mm, He's not my guy, whatever. But it's a check-in. You need to have that, that safety piece there. And also... If you don't leave your drink unattended, again, you don't know these people. You know, you just don't know them. So true. And I and so I am miss optimistic. Like I am a, a totally believer that you know there's wonderful people out there. You're meeting new people. Like this is a good experience, and you have to be safe. You have to be safe. Just really know that you don't know that person. So I would not leave your drink unattended um, while you went somewhere, and you do have to let somebody else know. Do not let them ever pick you up. You d- they do not need to know your address. They do not need to pick you up no matter how inviting. Yeah. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah, I agree. Or don't let yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. They don't need to they pick don't. you up. They don't need to take you home. Okay. You don't. They don't need to know where your address is. There's plenty of time. You hear plenty that, ladies? Time. Yes. So important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so important. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that you have to step into this sta- space smart mm-hmm. again. You know how you mentioned, like, the phone call? It just resonates with me because a lot of times when I meet someone online, they just want to text. Yeah. And that's all it is. And I try to get them, like, hey, give me a call. Here's my number. Let's chat. 
and they just want, and even like canceling dates via text, like no phone calls anymore. Yeah. And that to me is a red flag. Like I joked with Maggie the other day, like the last guy I dated was dressed all in red and waving in the wind and I still didn't see it. <laughs> like, like the stereo yeah, the, guy. The stereo stare- guy, yeah. So, I mean, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important to be aware. <laughs> and, you know, that's an interesting new twist, right? The way things are going in that way, that people don't want to talk on the phone. I don't... I personally don't like to talk on the phone, so I get, and a lot of my clients don't either, so they want to connect, so they don't necessarily want to have the phone call. So I understand why people do do that, but I think one time, if you, to me that screens in the good guys, right? So if so a guy says, I'll give you a call, you just put him in the A category, right? Like he he's uh, up there. Right, right. So, but it is, it happens, and you just have to decide: Am I going to be okay with that or not? And a lot of people will connect just by text and set up the date, and then go and not have the phone call. And if they don't, they don't. I mean, I don't think it's like a must. Like you wouldn't go on the date without it. I just personally prefer it for them to talk one time. Um, so yeah, the texting is, and then. One more thing, I want to go back to dating safety, and I think this is really important, is prior to, like, once you do get the phone number, you absolutely should take that phone number and drop it in Facebook or drop it in Google, because you will find out who they are, you can find out what the real age is. That's good stuff. Oh, the real age. Did you like that one? (laughs) (laughs) Just keeping it real. You know, it's true. It's totally true. That's awesome. (laughs) So all those I found that a lot, actually, by the way. Okay, good. Yeah. Where they're like lying about the age, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. The, the the things that guys lie about are their height and their age, mm-hmm. and it just is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so all you can do is again be smart. Like if you know that that is more the norm than not, then be smart, right? So drop it in Facebook, see who they are, see what you can dig up, see uh, you can. I obviously did the image background too, like oh, the image yeah. check, because I've had a lot of catfishing. I've had like four or five catfish incidents, and the funny thing is I've reported each of them to the real person, and the real person has shut them down. So, you know, because you can find the real person when you check the image. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I know I would have to have a phone call. I don't want to show up to a date finding out he talks like the lollipop guild from Wizard of Oz. I mean, just talk like a man. I don't know. I need to know this ahead of time. I don't need to know. Maggie, Maggie, in the middle of the night. This is not the way I want to hear my name. So I agree. At least one phone call. Yeah, I totally agree. Honestly. Yeah, I I appreciate that. When some guy says, I'm going to give you a call, I'm like, that's fantastic. I love that. And you can have your your own boundaries, guidelines, whatever, and you can say, I I, um, would prefer to have a call before we get together. And if you're saying what you're expressing your needs and if they choose to ignore them then great they did you a favor yeah exactly you know the other thing is that i tell people have a couple questions that are like your screening questions that you know are your kind of non-negotiables that you'll ask and i mean for me personally in the dating world i typically ask are you familiar with tony robbins at all because if they say no or they badmouth him it's just a a mismatch for me because mm-hmm. I am, my life, personal and professional, is enmeshed in personal development. And if someone doesn't uh, like that in any capacity, then it's just a mismatch. And I had one person actually say to me when I said that, um, well, he kind of read me the riot act. Oh, well, you know, you really should put that in your profile and you're screening out a lot of people and you're narrowing your dating pool and like this whole kind of negativity Negative. on yeah. me. And I was like, that's precisely why I do it. Like he got to show who he was. And I saved myself a trip 
to, you know, go and meet somebody. So when you do know, like, have those screening things. And if one of your screening things is I don't meet anybody until I've had a five-minute phone call, you know, does that work for you? And great. They can choose to honor it or not. And I think you get to see who they are. People do show you. They show you who they are. And they'll show – if someone doesn't – if the guy doesn't write something in the profile, a paragraph – he can't be bothered to write a stinking paragraph. Then, you know, then there's the effort that they're putting into it is like none. That's probably yeah. the effort they're going to put it's into true. dating or your relationship or anything I've even like seen that. profiles like, I'm just going to give this a shot. Like stuff like that. And it's like, okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that, which is interesting. 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 It's, it's an interesting world. Well, that was an amazing part one with Tracy Porterfield. Wait until next week when you hear the second half of A Matchmaker. So now we're going to talk about our survival tip of the week. And this is on par with what we've been talking about, what to wear on that first date. Oh, yeah. First date, first impression. Yes, it's very important. Very important. We were talking about this before we actually started the show, saying, you know, you got to dress for the occasion. <laughs> Don't show up at some movie date wearing a formal dress. It just doesn't work. Uh, or looking like a, you know, we were saying like a hoe. Like just a hoe bag. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Although some men might like that. <laughs> it I think it depends on the occasion. It, true, true. Very saying. true. Yeah, exactly. So You want to wear a little club attire? Put a nice jacket on for there, dinner. There you go. And lose the jacket later. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Mama knows how to layer, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that works. Also, you don't have to go out and buy something new. You could, you know, just make sure you put something together that's, you know, that puts your best foot forward. And not classy with a K. Yeah, I like it. Just saying. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So stay tuned. And stay fierce.